Welcome to the Woke Blokes Podcast, hosted by Nick Sutherland from MindFit and Ryan Hassan from the Center for Healing. Let's get into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Woke Blokes Podcast. Ryan Hassan from the Center for Healing here, joined as always by Nick Sutherland from MindFit. Nico, we haven't actually recorded in a while. We've had a lot going on in our lives of late. For those watching on YouTube, they'll see that you're in some sort of different environment than you're normally in. You've got the guns and the tats are out. Um, what's happening, mate? You're not in. You're not in sunny. You know, sorry, funny story about Melbourne. I was literally driving past. Uh, I was in Seaford yesterday, and it's like eight. We had like eighteen degrees and like partly cloudy yesterday. There's a gelato shop in Seaford and there's like a line all the way down the road. I'm like, fucking Melbourne. Everyone's excited about 18 and partly cloudy. <laughs> but where are you, Nico? Tell the uh, listeners. You've moved up north. Well, yeah, I'm just recovering a little bit at the moment. Recovering? Mm-hmm. From what? Your move? No, I um, I haven't shared this with you. It's quite personal, but I... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I got accosted by a group of mimes, um, and they just did unspeakable things to me. <laughs> Is that what you've been holding on to? <laughs> it's actually pretty good. <laughs> I've been hanging on to that first about a month. Oh, oh, it's so good to have that out of my system. You feel, you you feel about ten kilos lighter after letting that go, just energetically. Mm. Mm-hmm. Accost- yeah. Accosted. Oh, yeah, that's not a word that yeah. we use much in our in our common vernacular, is it? Uh, I, I like to roll with it. Yeah, but um, unspeakable things. <laughs> <laughs> It's getting funnier. <laughs> oh, for oh, God's sake. I'm just imagining they're like putting me in a box. You know what I mean? They're like, you know, there's like four of them, one on each side. Oh, anyway. Okay. Good start. Good start from you, Nick. That, uh, that, that fresh start. air up there Thank must you. be doing you well. Coming in hot like it is up here. Yeah, so we, uh, we've made the move. We're, we're in sunny Queensland. Um, on the, the the property known as Acacia, that's what we've called it. Great name. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, Acacia is the fifth element of the, the ether, so that exists around everything else. Um, I think I've explained that before in one of the podcasts. And yeah, so we've been up here a couple of weeks now, and she's stinking hot. <laughs> what's the experience Uh, like moving your life completely to a to a place far far away oh keep saying this Uh, amazing and everything and i guess yeah when you're in it you don't really notice it but yeah it was so we we did a renovation at our home in mccray or downstairs so we all renoed downstairs um after we got flooded um, and then we then we had to furnish it and get it ready. The whole house ready for Airbnb because we're Airbnb. Well, we're up here, 
Um, and then, so I had to pack everything in storage and we had to load a trailer and drive two cars and two dogs and some furniture up here. And um, the plan for like seven months was to drive in and have the, we're building the geodesic domes. I think I've spoken about them um, on some decks. And the plan was to drive in and see them up in all their glory. And we got here and there was some holes in the ground. That is. Um, I was chatting with a client yesterday, uh, and said it's just, it's like I'm being tested for my black belt in equanimity. It's like I'll be a grandmaster soon. Yeah. 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 Well, it's these, uh, hey, so you're just seeing clients online now. That was, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've we, we moved from a four bedroom house to a half bedroom caravan. We're, we're, we're living in the caravan. So the caravan in my office as well. Uh, Dogs are in here wrestling. Um, yeah, I'm just potting around up the other end. But it's, it's gone from this to this. And um, yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. Though. Just lots of adjusting. You know, when you build your tradie, it's, it's all these, nothing ever goes smoothly. There's all these constant problem solving. So um, but it's been interesting. The, the, the chippy and his, Offsider and and the the dome people who are supplying the domes for us and installing them, the the boats reflected um, that uh, they keep apologising like oh you're just the most uh, calm and composed person and chuckled on the inside I was like because the definition of equanimity means to remain calm and composed especially in a difficult situation so. You know, the old adage, life gives you the test first and the lesson afterwards if you don't pass the test. Um, yeah, it feels like, feels like we're passing the test. Got bumps and whatever. But... Yeah, yeah. And I'll say if you don't pass the test, then you're just going to get it again in a different form. Yes, yes. Um, it's WrestleMania down here. WrestleMania? Oh, da- right. Daisy's going to have the youthful exuberance, and Polly's going to have the the experience, the the cunning yes. and guile on her she's side. The she's the veteran, the the Ric Flair of the tour. <laughs> she's the Undertaker, <laughs> the Undertaker. Yeah, totally is. So yeah, that's uh, so we got going on. So it's just amazing at how so many attachments you notice all these attachments to desired outcomes or the things being a certain way or you know you you plan for things and they don't occur and you sit there and you notice oh oh i'm feeling a certain way about this or whatever so um yeah it's just been a mixture super grateful for you know being here being able to be here Chatted with a client yesterday, you know, the, the house, you, you guys are trying to buy a house, get into the housing market again uh, from last conversation, I remember. Um, and, you know, the, the property market's all over the shop. Um, and I was thinking up here, it, it doesn't seem like there's a keeping up with the Joneses up here. Mm-hmm. It's really, really interesting. Um, there's not all the flashy... Yeah, you know, yeah, we're downsized. We're living out of a suitcase. We've got the bare minimum. You know, we 
people who I'm out on the tools pushing wheelbarrows and helping the guys out and whatnot, and then you, you just you just you don't care what you wear. You just grab something and put it on. And there's no oh, what will people think of me? Or so yeah, it's it's just soaking it all up, really, experiencing it. Yeah, yeah, it's those uh those golden handcuffs that we get that you know I've definitely had before where we. Yeah, we feel like we have to keep up with our neighbours, our friends, all the people around us. Otherwise, our ego takes a hit and we feel deficient in some way. So we we get on this path where we, you know, further our career, generally something we're not particularly passionate about, and we start to earn more and more money. But then we use that money to buy these things, which are very surface level materialistic things. Uh, in order and to that all need mainta- and that all need maintaining. Yeah, hence the handcuffs. <laughs> now yeah. I've got all these loans for a car. I've got this fancy house with an extension that I've got a loan for, and now I have to earn, go to this job that I'm not passionate about and put in overtime to pay for all these things that I, at my core, don't really need, but my ego perceives that I need them because I'm going to feel less than uh, in that circumstance. And that doesn't mean that you don't have nice things. Like here's me, buddy, driving around a fucking Tesla and having a bunch of toys and stuff. But it's like, I'm not, it's not part. It's okay to have anything, but don't, I guess, make it part of your self-worth. It's like, if all that goes away, am I okay uh, in my tracky pants um, with a car from the 90s and not much else? And um, a lot of people totally. definitely do struggle Sounds with awesome. That. Yeah, yeah. That's what people say. Um, It's like, what's that? I I brought it up on the podcast not long ago. It's that horrible saying. It's like, I'd rather be crying in a Ferrari or something like that. And you ask people, it's like, you know, would you rather be completely content and living in a gutter? And they're like, no. It's like, but you're completely happy and content. That's what that's what (laughs) we're trying to achieve and and gather all these material things for. Yet it's like, no, I don't want to be living in a gutter. It's like, I'd happily be living in a gutter, just blissed out hugging people and smelling a little bit. <laughs> Sounds like you've already made it. <laughs> well, yeah, well, uh, you know, so we, I've, I've, we've sold so much of our materialistic things. You know, I had motorbikes and bits and pieces and whatnot and camper vans and everything, and it's just slowly been dwindling. We've turned those materialistic assets I suppose and invested in the the, you know, the renovation down here and then the build up here so it's it's all gone from there and then transition transferred into here so uh, um, and the, the nesting we had that's that's gone into 60 grand worth of off-grid solar and you know, all these other things Getting off the grid is so expensive. It's just so, so expensive. Got to put a water, uh, a sewerage treatment <coughs> um, tank in. It's like seventeen grand. You know, it's just it's all these things. But the beauty is, um, you know, we've we're, we're worked hard and sacrificed and whatnot, and now we're putting ourselves in a position where, you know, we won't have a power bill. We won't have a water bill. We, we won't have those those bills. So short term pain, long term gain, discomfort proceeds success. It's you know, the the domes are going up at the moment. I was out last night in the dark, we just had floodlights out and me and the dome dude were just 
No, I have a chat. He, he, <laughs> his name Daryl? Daryl the Dome Dude? <laughs> no. I wish. I'm calling Daryl today. I wish. <laughs> um, we were out there last night just, you know, knocking the frame up and just chatting about life. And he's a younger dude, but he's interested in all this sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, it was, it's, you know, challenging and rewarding at the same time. What was his take on life, being a young dome dude? What was his? Oh, he's, he's a real interesting dude. We, we got talking about the um, what's our parents' generation, the, the baby boomers, the baby boomers, yeah, and how they, you know, their parents were from the war and everything, so they came from nothing. So they, the baby boomers, then this very materialistic generation and, and get more and have more and, and be without this real sense of deficiency. Um, and then our generation, I think we're sort of tapering off that a little bit. And there's a lot of us getting back to nature and whatnot. Um, the gen after us, which is his generation, it's more about sustainability and the environment and all that. Um, but then I'm noticing a lot of clients that there's a lot of suffering in, in young people, um, you know, 15 year old girls and the, the Attempted suicides and am I actually a female? Um, shout out to the 089 percent of our listeners who are non-binary. Um, uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick, sent, Nick sent me a podcast stats yesterday, and 0.87 of our percent of our followers That's are non-binary. And something else, I didn't speak to you about this, Nick. It jumped out to me. Just let me try and bring this up. Um, I, I I believe it's not Finland. I think it it, it was Iceland. <laughs> so I couldn't see Finland on the top fucking fifteen countries. So I've been no. shouting out Helsinki for the last no. fucking eight or nine months, and there's no one listening from there. So no. I fucked that up. <laughs> Shout out to Gutenberg. I'm going to bring this up. Hang on. Okay, hang on. Here we go. So the Netherlands come in at number four. So the Dutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love on mm-hmm. that. Then we go all you know, Australia, New Zealand, you know, UK, US, Ireland, uh, Colombia coming in at number eight, and then Iceland. Well, I reckon that, that Colombia will be one of my clients. Shout out to shout out to my client in uh, <laughs> doing his rounds in South America at the moment. Number sixteen, Estonia. I know, right? <laughs> and the, the, there's one I couldn't get on the screenshot for you. The very, very last one. Right. Russia. Oh, Russia. We're coming in, what, 24? 24. Putin's sitting there trying to become a woke bloke. Yeah. <laughs> on his horse with no shirt on, attacking, <laughs> invading other countries, trying to become one. <laughs> Number 21, oh, the no, Philippines. I've done, I've, I've done it again. I've started another war. Yeah. Oh, I said I wouldn't do this. <laughs> Shame. Shame to you. Shame. A shameful Putin. Jerking off on the back of his horse without a shirt on, crying. <laughs> I've started another war. Filling up his own vat. <laughs> That's 44 Shameful from. tears. <laughs> that poor oh, horse. Really. I know. <laughs> Unless the horse likes it. I don't know. I don't want to make judgments about this horse. Well, you're jumping to a conclusion now. I am. I'm, uh, I'm, gall- I'm galloping to a conclusion. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so the chat last night after that little digress was, um, yeah, it's just it's interesting. But he, he's, yeah, he's a bit worried about the sustainability of things and what, you know, what, what are we leaving people? But then we zoomed out of it and we're like, well, none of it's going to fucking matter one day anyway because humans are only existing in this tiny little window in the grand scheme of the universe. So. It's interesting to watch the generations, though, isn't it? Because obviously, you know, kind of my grandparents and a bit before that, I don't even know what that generation was called, but, you know, they were coming out of the war and so very, very uh, frugal, you know, hoarding, Mm -hmm. hoarding shit, trying to find stuff really cheap and, you know, not wanting to spend on, you know, anything that wasn't essential. And then the baby boomers obviously had some better times financially, like you said, and they were splurging and spending money and, really just using as many resources as possible, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then now this generation, you know, there's X and Y. I think on Y, you'd probably be X. I feel like more of a Gen Xer. But then there's the new one, millennials, all that. And like you said, now, like the the baby boomers who've been so dominant for a few decades in terms of, you know, um, controlling the wealth and um, the highest voting population and that kind of thing. But they're, they're dying off now uh, quite quickly and, mm. Um, now we're moving towards, yeah, more people valuing sustainability and also I think, yeah, more people seeing that fulfilment is more than acquiring things. And we're uh, so we're in a fortunate enough position um, for where people can ask, like, hey, what does actually make me happy? Like, what's going to be good for the planet? What does make me happy? But we're also in a, in a generation now, which, like you said, there's lots of mental illness, um, going around, and I think issues that have always been there to a degree are uh, now having the magnifying glass put on them through the internet, through social media, through uh, constant comparisons, through online bullying, all of this kind of stuff. I think that I think they're all they're all just the catalysts, all those things. So I think the biggest thing is the, the human condition. It's uh, the ego and the the yeah. You know, as we deal in cognitive distortions and and not being able to not not learning to put yourself in a position where you can choose how you filter and process all the experiences. You know, we're doing a lot of work with clients at the moment about being the eye behind the eye, the just the conscious awareness of the construct of Nick, the identity that that is Nick. And Ram Dust spoke about it beautifully when he said, you know. A previous version of him, he was Richard Alpert, and and his his parents helped create his first suit and said, "Here, you you are, you are this. Wear this suit." And and here's some of our conditioning and programming in that suit. And then go off to college and become a psychologist, and then become a professor. And that, that you know, you, all those suits will be bigger and better and shinier and earn you more money and earn you more prestige and respect and all these things. And then him and Tim Leary. Dropped the LSD and managed to escape their suits. And um, you know, when you, when you play around with it from there, it's, it's so many people are, are in it. They're very in the experience, but so deeply that they're not able to identify that um, they can they can observe it without being in it and, and being so affected by it. Uh, so. For, for us, that's that's all the internet and all the, the, the bullying has been around since the dawn of man and, and whatnot. But all these things, they're, they're catalysts 
for people's minds to unravel to to go into suffering and because no one's really not no one's sorry i'll reframe it because a because uh, a lot of people more people are doing this now but still there's a massive amount of people that are proactively looking after their mental health and understanding how the mind works and what they can do the mental health is declining to poor mental health and then that poor mental health is just either medicated or swept under the carpet or not identified and that's turning into mental illness so type 2 diabetes you know diabetes is is uh, who said that? i heard it the other day sometime diabetes is um is an illness we give ourselves through poor eating basically type 2 diabetes so that, that's reversible. A lot of the mental health or mental illness that, that is in existence is reversible through doing the work, as we call it. Uh, yes, there are people who were born with type 1 diabetes or born with mental illness um, and need medication for life and, and whatever, but so much of the suffering in the world is simply due to, to people, you know, the Buddha said that the source of all suffering is attachment, but it's also ignorance in a very literal sense. People just aren't understanding. They're not knowing that they're, they're not attending to their, their own mind and, and wondering, why do I feel so dissatisfied with everything and, and beyond that? Why do I feel so stuck and down and anxious and afraid and, and, and like I'm under a cloud? It's, it's, deeply sad yeah it is it is and i think there's a combination of uh you know personal responsibility and you know i really hope that over the time we've been doing this show that people listen to it and start to take a bit of personal responsibility and just say hey oh I'm man we've had so we've had so many people reach out to us and um no i i love the podcast blah, 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 but then they they book in a discovery session or they go you know i've been listening to you know 22 hours non-stop and and i'm gonna it's it's given me the incentive to to reach out and ask for help so you know uh, as i said a lot more people are starting to take that leap but um yeah. and you do we have to step out of obviously the the way culture has things set up at the minute because you know right now it's like we and i think we want one of the reasons why a lot of young people as well especially in this day and age are struggling with their mental health is because it's hard to find out where we fit in in such a large scale society. You know what I mean? It's like where we spend most of our evolution in hunter gatherer tribes, and it's like, okay, we're going to grow up, and this will be your role, and this is the 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 elders, they're the people that you learn from, and this will be your role in the tribe, and it's going to help us survive and be able to eat and and keep us safe. And and now it's just it's it, it's very hard without the proper mentors and ideally our parents are, are great mentors but unfortunately they're not for a lot of people um because they didn't <laughs> yeah. have great mentors you know and so people are like well where, where, totally. where, where the hell do i fit into this thing there's fucking millions of people um either in the town that i live in the city or you know in this online space that we're constantly plugged into and like how do i find a, a role and a purpose and something to make me feel significant so we seek significance in other ways that aren't in the long term beneficial for our mental health and so you know I, I, I looking at it from a large scale you know it's like how do how do we control the mental health or the behaviors that come from poor mental health 
on a large scale and you know the the option at the minute is let's try and sedate people as much as possible well, it's, it's, it's so they stop so they stop it, doing yeah. loud behaviors you know yeah but it's causing an effect and cause symptom um and, and root cause and it's yeah so much of the focus is on the symptom and, and so medicating that to, to stop it but in, when i'm listening to you you know people are like oh where do i fit in it you can hear in that the anxiety you can hear the fear in that you can hear the 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 i i i having been one of these people myself for so long they're not grounded within themselves and there's not a sense of contentedness within themselves for themselves for their, for their own experience there's this um sense of deficiency running through them still so i'm not enough i'm not good enough i don't have enough friends i'm not liked enough i don't have enough um views on my social media i don't have blah 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 and so when there's that i love the quote that he who is properly grounded within himself does not need to look outside for approval and it just speaks of an inner strength. It speaks of a from arrogance. It's not a dismissive. I won't listen to anyone. It's not a closed mind, but it is a it is a deep inner strength and a, a an inner knowing. You know, know know thyself. Know thyself. It's such so simple. It's so beautiful because people don't sit there and get to know themselves. They don't. The dude, you know, the Daryl the Dome dude, um, as is now known. He. Uh, he, he came up here to, to drop off the domes one night and it was raining and a trench had just been filled in from Sparkies who were doing some work and um, he got stuck and he, he got my tractor and he just made a mess of everything and then he drove off because he was in such a rush and you know, I said to him last night, you know, it's, it's interesting, you talk about sustainability of the planet but within yourself, you're not operating sustainably, you're just bang, bang, bang. And um, he's like, oh, oh, yeah, right. And it was this. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful trait within you. This drive to achieve and get things done and whatnot. But it's also your double-edged sword. So, having not known myself for the first thirty years, or I, I knew my ego, but I didn't know know my nature. Getting to sitting there and getting to know your nature and understanding your nature, understanding what are your strengths and weaknesses, what are your double-edged swords, what are your tendencies, what are your traits. When you, I'm very caring. When when that gets out of balance, I care too much and I start taking over and become a bit controlling because it's anxiety. So I'm going to be very mindful of just balancing that out from time to time. And so knowing myself, it puts me in a position where I can then self-manage and self-regulate that sense of ownership that you're talking about before yeah i think we'll always try and know ourselves or define ourselves. but if we don't know ourselves the way like know thyself the way you're talking about it then we will constantly define ourselves by the way other people react to us and what other people say about mm. us mm. So, so if i don't mm. go inside and know thyself then the only way i can know is via a reflection and so I'm constantly, we're not saying this, it's just a feeling that we get, but it's like, you know, validate me, <laughs> please, please try and show me who I am. And so then instead of being this- Or very, tell, tell me who I am. You know, tell me who I am. People, or we'll go chasey, I will try and become you. I'll start wearing your, the clothes that you're wearing because I'm lost. Yeah, yeah. And so then we 
we are no longer grounded as our unique expression of being a human being. I'm just this conglomeration of opinions about me. And so that's why people then they have trouble knowing what they really want because what they think they want is actually just what other people think would be good for them. But in their heart, there's a part of them, like whether you want to call that their soul, you were talking about the eye behind the eye. There's a deep part of them that's like, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> but and it, you, can, you, can, you can tell you can tell when someone's aligned with their authentic self, and you can tell when someone's wearing a suit. I think, can't you? It's this you just you can see the little insecurities and the, they're looking around the constant checking the, the oh god or the constant change that they, they, they keep you know they'll be a goth one minute and then they'll be a bloody jock and then they'll be a nerd and then they, they keep just going through all these different things just, and and it's it, they're, they're trying to find their tribe but they don't probably understand that despite being themselves their tribe will find them Mm. and you're right they don't you're right we don't like before i was speaking about you know when we're young and it's like you know i need to fit in and find a purpose within this this structure and everything it's like we don't actually have those thoughts like we don't kind of have that capacity it's it's, conscious it's like just this inner feeling it's like this Mm. inner this inner disturbance or anxiety it's something where it's like this isn't quite right you know something's not yeah, quite you know in alignment. Nothing, something's not quite right. So it's this feeling, this agitation that we have, and for a lot of people, it hangs around for well, God's sake for decades. Yeah, and when I when I went through the metanoia, um, I, I found through that process a belief system that was full of beliefs that weren't aligned to my authentic self, and it was all just conditioning through society, TV, and school, and parents, and grandparents, and you know. And it wasn't all it wasn't bad or good. It was just not aligned with with what I truly felt. So um, a lot of that I had to discard, and that's where you know, I talked to clients about. I replaced all uh, that foundation, that belief system. I replaced that foundation with philosophy, and then that. That gives me resources now that aren't black or white. They're not temporary preferences. They're not um, things that are going to sort of run out in the next five years or whatever. That you know, when I'm when I'm, when I'm uh, in this experience, you know, moving to Queensland and out of comfort zone, you've got a lot going on and heaps of money. It's like, all right, I'm just going to lean into that sense of trust that I cultivated through that process and. Whatever happens, I'm going to be okay. That's a that's a, a philosophy that I really embedded when, when I was rewiring myself. It's like, well, it's all going to be okay. It's just it's going to be a little bit out of my comfort zone, or it's going to be something I haven't experienced, or it's going to be you know it's going to feel whatever it needs to be, but it's going to be okay. Um, and so I've got all these resources within me that I can call upon, you know, it's, it's, ah, oh, fuck, this is hard. Oh, you know, do I really have to do that? And then it'll come, it'll, the sort of voice will ha- do what's required. <laughs> do, do what's required. And we're like, ah, oh, it's not about what I want or what I prefer or what I think. It's just about do what's required. Okay. Thanks, buddy. And so now I've got this inner support. Um, you know, it's, 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 that's the foundation of me now, and that's benefiting me um, 
as a human and as a soul and as everything else that that we are um, much greater than 30 years of wiring off beliefs like that's right and that's wrong and, and that's this and that's the the ego is constantly judging and and oh that's not fair well i'm entitled to that and <laughs> and so that so uh, you might be someone might be listening right now and they're like i fucking know who i am boy i fucking i fucking know who i am but you gotta ask yourself this question it's like am i constantly trying to get what i want Am I constantly trying to avoid things that I don't want? If somebody uh, criticizes me or says something that I don't like, do I get offended by that? You know, does that really, you know, irk me? And in that case, I would say you don't really know yourself. You're just identified with that suit that you're wearing <laughs> because that's mm. why when when, we're, when we don't step the eye behind the eye, that phrase you used at the start of the show, mm. when we're not stepped behind kind of watching this whole show, then we take things so seriously and we're constantly trying to manipulate outside circumstances so that we're okay. Just us, we're okay. So uh, I, I'm in a position where I can watch Nick, as you're saying, an example is I can watch Nick go in and out of neurosis. I can watch Nick um, fall into an old tendency or an old habit, but I'm in a position where I can then employ compassion. I, I experience compassion. It just, it just comes out of doesn't come out of me it's just it's just a, a state that i experience is compassion for that version and because i'm not beating him up or you fucking idiot you did again or whatever because i'm not trying to put him down i, I can build him up and, and i can now shift in and out of the the two different eyes you know and and the, the main goal for me is to be the, the eye behind the eye but i still I still love being Nick. I don't want to yeah. escape the human experience. I, don't, I, I want Nick to turn up at a golf course with us and for us to throw shade at each other and to have a few beers and to, you know, it's it's, it's, it's not all rainbows and unicorn tears. It's... Um, it's um it's, yeah, it's 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 like a dual awareness. I've been reading a bit of uh, A.H. Almas recently and um, it's like you're rammed ass and I'm into Almas. Anyway, we've got something about asses, don't we? <laughs> I never. See, I was. I was. I thought I sketched my binary. I mean, tits are an ass man, and I, I didn't think I was either. But clearly, <laughs> an ass man, both of us. <laughs> um, and he talks about there's the you know the man of the world and the man of spirit, or the woman of the world and the woman of spirit, and um, mm -hmm. how we can just get lost in both. But ideally, we have a really nice integration of both, which is just exactly what you're talking about. It's like, hey, I'm I'm Ryan and you're Nick, and we have great fun being a human being the whole time. Though we're kind of watching it, knowing that we're actually something different to that. But mm -hmm. we're kind of we're in both because some people as well they go. You know, maybe they, they do get stuck in the world and they're in materialism and on that hamster wheel and got the golden handcuffs on and they have some sort of awakening or experience and they find this kind of spiritual realm, but then they want to escape and stay there because it's it's more comfortable. So if I dissociate, yeah. if I meditate, you know, three hours a day and dissociate, then, you know, that's my, that's my safe space, so to speak. But that's still, I would say that's an imbalanced experience i think of of mm. what we're here for mm. because you know there's a great saying i think uh, i can't remember if it's greek or something but it's like you know that the gods envy us because they don't get to drink coffee or have sex you know it's like mm. we're, we're here to do human things you know mm. and um whatever's next we're not sure but i don't reckon i'll be drinking you know coffee and having sex <laughs> or it might be looking a little bit different <laughs> um in, in the next lot or playing golf or whatever it is you know 
and even that word, even though, even the word life, which I've been playing around with this at the moment, and the next life, the the you know the the, the philosophy that death is just another moment for the soul. It's it's we've coined this experience as life, or this this existence is as life, but. Do we go into the next life, or do we just keep existing and experiencing just in a different form? So it's funny how we we've decided that these are this is these are lives. Yeah, life. I think about that quite a bit, in because I, you know, read a bit and listen to to stuff around you know the universe and obviously the Big Bang and what possibly happened before that. What other theories are there? What's happening to the universe? Is it constantly expanding forever, or will it? What's the universe constrict? in? What's it expanding into? Yeah, and, and the, I've been thinking about the same thing. I'm like, it seems like because we're we're on Earth here, and seemingly things have a start and an end. It's like our mm. life, like animals, like mm. plants grow and they decay, and there's this start and end. But on a, on this universe level or even beyond that like even the idea of a beginning and end that may that those laws may not apply it's like there's no and that, that, as a human being like, like part of me starts to like freak out a little bit i'm like no start <laughs> and end, just, just everything forever but that that may be a possibility which ties into what you're talking about maybe it's just there's no start and end there's just forever i love it i forever. love it it's just that well i'm, I'm thinking about the samsara you know, the um the the Oh, I can't remember what it is. There's a, there's a circle that's not wheel of samsara. Complete. No, no, there's a circle that's not quite complete. Okay. Um, oh, I'll send it show it to you one day. But it, it's it's like yeah, everything there there is no. That's what I mean by life. There's no start of life and end of life. There's just a, a continued experience. But the ego and the, the human construct needs there to be a start and end but beyond that the souls just go like, oh, oh really we're doing that again this time oh yeah all right yeah, yeah we'll have, have a start and an end if that's what placates your funny little human mind and your neurosis that comes from that and <laughs> all right we'll play that game it's like we're a little child you know <laughs> I know you're not going to wrap your little bloody brain around this one, but so let's just do a start and an end. If that makes you feel more comfortable, we'll do it. We'll put all the, we'll put all these labels on things for you. It's, yeah. It is like we're children. It's yeah. like, here's the labels. Here's the, all right. You can get these toys. Play with your toys. Don't play with them too much though, because I can take them away from you at any moment. And, <laughs> and, don't take it. Oh God, we, uh, people take things so seriously, don't they? Things are very important. I was, I occasionally get on Facebook, um, you know, in the community groups. There's an Agnes Water community group, and and someone will post something, and I'll go, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what the temperatures like out there," and I'll start reading through the comments, just objectively observe them, and I'll like. Oh wow! Oh wow! This person's like, have you done this? And they're very serious. And, and you know, part of me wants to go to start typing and go, oh, you must be the fun at parties or something. You know, part of me wants to get involved and engage. Yeah. Uh, and um, thankfully, swap swap that hand away. Um, but it's it's so so weird just watching what. People who are deeply in those experiences, I was alluding to before, this is important. This is the most important thing in existence. The, I, I was at a cafe. You're making me remember a couple of months ago. I think I was there by myself and I'm always just observing. And um, I noticed this 
you know, archetype in me as well at different periods. That's why I laugh at these things. But I was sitting there and this um this lady, this young lady was sitting at the table by herself. This beautiful young lady, she's sitting there very attentive and, you know, by obviously waiting for someone who, you know, wasn't coming. And the staff like knew her and they're like, Oh, it's you know, what's he doing? It's oh no, he's coming, he's coming. He might have stood me up like having a bit of a joke. And so this this bloke arrives, like she was sitting there for like 20 minutes, maybe more. He rocks up. What were you doing there for 20 minutes? I just sip coffee and I just I just you know, uh, look around. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was sitting at a table, I was having lunch and everything, so I was just sitting around. Yeah, right. And um, yeah, he rocks up, and um, first thing he does is like you can see he's looking around, making sure everyone's looking at him. Um, she's sitting there. He, he speaks to her for about ten seconds, then he's got his phone out the whole time, and she's just sort of looking at him. And after a little while, she kind of gave up and got on her phone. And he's then he's on the messages, then on the phone. Hey, we've got to get this done, and we'll do this and do that, and then. And I just in my head, I'm just like, imagine this little archetype, this little man, like on a, he's wound up at the back and he's like, I'm an important man doing important things. And I'm like, <laughs> little, little does he know whatever he's on the phone about is fucking pointless. <laughs> but I was sitting across oh, from this woman and looking her in the eyes and connecting when he gets to the end of his life, that was probably the thing he wanted to be doing more of, not the phone thing. Uh. I, I noticed I, that in me. So sometimes now, if I start to do something, I'm like, "Oh, I'm that little man going. I'm a busy man doing important things." <laughs> I, I'm picturing if I was, you know, how we insert ourselves into a narrative when we're listening. And I thought, if I'm sitting there, I'd, I'd, I'd want to just sort of sneak up and just go, "It's okay. Come with me. Come and sit at my table, and we can actually have a conversation." Oh, mate, I had you, you had the amount of times I had those thoughts, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, "Hey, that's both of their dharma." They gotta, yeah, they gotta yeah. work that out. It's not for me. Um, and plus, if they're like, "Am I cutting this guy's lunch here? What am I doing?" Well, yeah, it becomes sort of creepy. Hey, do you want to come and sit with me? Because then you appear to be the very important. Yeah, yeah. I almost just wanted, <laughs> as I left, just go. Um, you deserve better than this, and then kind of leave. But I'm like, let's I'll not insert pick, myself. Pick his phone up. Pick his phone up and put, drop, drop it, it in the, the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um. Have you watched Yellowstone? No. The show, the show on Stan. You like it? I'm, I'm really captivated by the writing of it. The, okay. The writing is really, like the, the dynamics of the relationships are really, really interesting. There's a very unhealed daughter who is in constant suffering and conflict and then... And, and, the the actress or plays a plays the role amazingly well. Um, Kevin Costner is sort of the, the dad, the, the lead role. Um, and yeah, it's based in Montana. They're just they're just cowboys and whatnot. But it's really really interesting. And, and he's a little bit toxic himself. But um, in a, an episode I watched recently, and this is this this sensitive topic, it may trigger some viewers. So it's about um, um, children passing away. So, um, but I've had I've had clients who whose children have, have passed away when very young, um, and and yeah, always heartbreaking doing that work, but but also amazing doing that work with them as well um and this the the writing for for kevin Costner's character he, he his daughter-in-law was driving herself to hospital um when she was having contractions she was pregnant and um, she hit a, an animal on the road and 
and lost the baby. And and at the funeral, it's just he's he hands up sitting with her, just reflecting. He says, "Oh, I uh, I haven't told anyone this, but I, I had a brother for eighteen minutes. Uh, he, he had a weak heart and 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 didn't didn't survive. Um, and but then he said, and you know, thirty years later, we're at something, and and my dad." came up with this amazing thing and he said that boy had the perfect life and i was like okay where's this going and he said for 18 minutes a that that baby wouldn't have known what minutes was so there was just existence and experience um and for 18 minutes all he had was mother's love for, for 18 minutes and he said that was just it was such an intense reframe you know, going from uh, taken too soon and it's not fair and the amount of grief and suffering and a massively intensive reframe to he had the perfect life. And you're like, fuck, my mind was just going. Yeah. What a line. You know? Yeah. yeah. What a line. And um, you, you, sit with, you sit with that for a minute and you're just like, Jesus, it's so, such a, de- a depth of truth to that. Yeah, it's like when you uh, see a, a, a mayfly. A mayfly lives for twenty four hours or something around then. And when I see one of them, I kind of honour it. I'm like, oh, look at you go! <laughs> look at you on this mm. journey. This thing. I hope you're living every second. <laughs> Whatever mayflies do. Yeah, yeah. Really... What a reframe! It's crazy. It's because immediately it's like all these things. You know, they shouldn't happen. You know, life's unfair. If people are religious, or it's all in God's plan, or the other way. Fuck God for making this happen, and all that kind of if stuff. If it wasn't God, why would he only let a baby with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know uh, how we. What, how we what's watching? What, what's yeah, watching? no, I'm due for a new series, so I might, I might jump on and 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 have a bit of a look. Yeah, especially the work that we do, observing it from through that lens occasionally, and it's like, wow, there's a, okay, some trauma going on there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I see it everywhere, mate. I watched um pretty much every show or movie I watch. That's all I see: people's trauma and their trauma response. Have you seen the Joker, the one with um? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the what's if yeah. Yaquin Phoenix or whatever his name is, who yeah, plays the show. It's just Joaquin. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just such a of trauma and also how a lot of society, you know, treats those that are truly have been through trauma and are mentally ill as a result. So it's really, mm. really, it's really sad. But at the same time, incredibly beautiful depiction, um, mm. you know, of that character. Mm. Very, very deep. Mm. I see it everywhere, you know, and, and it's funny when clients come in and, um, you know, I spoke about Dan, who's working with us, this sort of term my fit is the intersection of waking up and growing up. And it's funny when clients come in and they're taking the blindfold off and they can see their own suffering and the cause for their own suffering and poor mental health. <laughs> um, and then when they, do a certain amount of work and they're more stable and they're more all right i'm okay and they can start looking around them they they come in like it's fucking everywhere everyone's doing this it's this is this is prevalent what does does anyone else know this like nick we should we ring someone is there a government agency that we should alert to the fact that so many people are 
as trapped in you know stuck in their egos and their suits and their 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 importance of their beliefs and what's you know it's, and I'm like no oh, no it's all it's all perfect and I'm like what do you mean it's perfect how can this be perfect and you're like well you'll keep you, doing the work you you'll, you'll work it out after you get frustrated about it for about eight or nine <laughs> months and then you'll learn to accept it it's like seeing through the matrix like you can start to read the code all of a sudden but then people once they do that they then want to go out and start telling friends and family and co-workers to wake up but it's like people who are in the matrix they don't want to be told they don't they they can do things differently it's like we've got to just work it's like me not interjecting at the that couple at the table it's like just let them have their experience unless they uh, specifically are looking for it which is obviously yeah. why we see clients and do the work that we do but um yeah. a lot of people don't want to get told but people get very excited i was like that you know i got i got pretty oh, excited uh early on there was a very naive um, therapist called nick who was hell bent on healing the whole entire world <laughs> and, and, and taking this to the masses <laughs> he was he was he was on a mission i think i even said in one stage you know um uh not a soldier anymore, but still on a mission or something like that. It was just, you know, yeah. I was like, oh, really, dude? <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. I love it. Yeah, I Obviously, like a memory of Facebook posts of stuff when I was first starting out. I'm like, Paul, he was fired up. <laughs> <laughs> he was fired up. The passion was burning. Yeah. Oh. It's good fun though, you know, different different epochs of it's life, amazing. you know. It is amazing. It is good. But um it's but it's great. It's, it's even better to to be able to sit and mindfully reflect on those things and, and just have a laugh and have an appreciation of the growth and the, the maturing, I suppose, and yeah, not a maturing and a getting more serious, but a maturing in I, don't know, I think for me, maturing is probably um, more of a letting go. Maturing is, is being becoming lighter. It's not an age maturing. It's a you know, cultivating all these things that we're doing to, to freedom. It's it's, it's, a, it's a liberation. That's um, that's what it's felt like to me. Yeah, maturing. It's like when we're young, we have this idea of what maturing is, and it's like. Oh, I've got to get more serious and I've got to, you know, get my brows got to be furrowed a little bit, you know, that little, like, little line that people get. Um, I was listening to a Jordan Peterson talk about he does, you know, breakdowns of these archetypal Disney movies like Pinocchio and The Lion King uh, and all that. The Lion King one he's talking about when Simba comes back and now he's, you know, been through some stuff and he's got these now he's got like like most men should have, they should have this furrowed brow when they get older. I'm like, fuck, it doesn't doesn't sound great to me. Um, yeah. sounds sounds quite tense if you're being honest, but you know, yeah, maturing for me has been just a more of a, I guess, a yeah, lighter relaxation. I think you know, yeah. uh, emotional stability because everything can sort of you know, water off a duck's back kind of thing, and it feels well. Much a lot of a, a lot of a lot of you hear, I hear a lot. Um, older people examples of older people who just stop giving a fuck, you know, and they just start speaking their mind or saying whatever and, you know, they all of a sudden just become insanely happy because they just stop caring and just like, ah, shut Freedom. up, you bitch. And, 
yeah, and it's that freedom. But but they only reached that point of, and they've gone out of balance still. But they've gone, they've reached the point of giving no fucks because they spent so much of their life giving so many fucks about the most inconsequential uh, and irrelevant. No, I'm not irrelevant. I went. Uh, I'm, I'm not the authority on what's relevant, what's irrelevant. But you know what I mean. Like that, this is very important, and that has to be different. So, but like you um, said, it's imbalanced. If we tie it back into what we've been talking about, it's like we the the suit analogy from from Ram Dass. It's like our suit is just made up of ideas of who we think we are, and we're very strongly identified yeah. with it. So then, every interaction that I come into. I have to have that suit on and have to reinforce, you know, the fact that or what that suit represents. And so whether I'm going into work, I'm catching up with family, I'm seeing friends, I'm always reinforcing the suit. So I'm always, I'm always suited up and mm. there's an effort to having that suit on. There's a, you know, suits aren't comfortable to wear all the time. <laughs> they're, mm. they're not, they look good, but they're not, they're not comfortable to wear all the time. And so well, I imagine walking around, I imagine walking around in a suit of armor. Let's, let's use that as a metaphor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's heavy. It's uncomfortable. That's right. Cumbersome. And then we get to a point, like you said, and maybe the the end is nigh and we're getting older. And for a lot of people, that's the time where they're like, fuck this. I'm sick of wearing this fucking thing. And then it comes off. But then, like I said, it's out of balance because now it's just like a free for all, telling people to fuck off and all that kind of stuff. And whereas if we can relax into not having to have that suit on now, then it's just uh, we 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 will get lighter over time because we then it gets reinforced that we don't have to have the suit on because we're so scared of not having the suit on and then being criticised. So did I freeze in for a second? It's saying that I'm unstable. Yeah, but I am unstable. You are unstable. I am a little bit unstable. Um, and so when we have that suit on all the time, then um. Sorry, when we have the suit off in certain situations and we realize, hey, I don't have to have this suit on all the time. People will still accept me and love me, the people who really matter without this suit. And so now I can go more more naked or maybe it's more comfortable into well, the, certain the, the situations. Suits, the suit's a protective mechanism. The suit's a protective mechanism. But learning when the suit, when, you know, so the identity of Nick, the construct of Nick, you know, learning when to put that on and when to, when to take it off is really important. But to not go from one end of the spectrum to the other, you know, it's it's that um, suit of armour, you know, that's deep anxiety and fear of getting hurt. And my opinion matters and the ego is in full flight. Um, so then just giving absolutely no fucks, the ego is still in full flight. It's just in, in a different way. Mm. Um, it's It's... It's it's gone from nothing can hurt me, and you're like, well, you don't want to go from fully suited up to butt naked. You 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 want to you want to have a little bit of something going on in the middle there. So yeah, um, I don't know. Just for listeners to play around with that concept of when when do I need to to be this, and when can I just sort of sit in a cafe and observe as just a I'll just, I'm just going to go and be conscious awareness for, for yeah. half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've had people literally do that exercise, like go just to go grab a coffee, a cafe, but just don't, don't, don't be you. Don't feel the pressure to be you. <laughs> don't have an opinion. Don't have an opinion. Don't, uh, don't, um, yeah, try that. Try not having an opinion for it. Go, go 24 hours without having an opinion. 
<laughs> but but uh, yeah, you, but you watch. You go to you go to the cafe and not have an opinion, and you watch this mind. You watch it kick them up. But then it's up to you what you do with that. You know, can you just sit back and observe that? Because you you'll sit there and go, no opinions. That waitress looked at me funny. Why'd she, why'd she put the coffee there? She didn't bring this out. Did they get my order right? It's like, listen to this thing go. Ah. That's, that's the key. It's like you, 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 the suit can't stop having an opinions, but you can watch the suit have opinions. And, and that's Boom. the beauty of it. And it's, you know, I think I spoke about it a couple of episodes ago when I, stops drinking and and just listens to this this hilarious narrative going oh but no we can do this and the justifications and the the the, the temper the adult tantrum it was having because it wasn't getting what it wanted and um and just sitting back and just had the most beautiful experience just just witnessing that whole thing going on and yes like, ah, and just keep going <laughs> Yeah, just keep on going. All of these thoughts and opinions uh, that you think are you, there's a there's another part of you that's watching them. So see if you can start to find out a bit more about that part. I think that's a really important exercise because then you have choice. Then you can just sort of let them just float by. You don't have to act on all these irrational ideas and opinions that the mind kicks up. That's awesome, isn't it? I don't uh, the, the the impulsive thoughts and the desires and everything. It's it's amazing it's an amazing amount of freedom when you get into a position where you realize oh i don't have to act on that oh i don't i don't have to do it. just because i'm hearing it you know and, and it's coming from in there somewhere i don't have to obey all of these demands that are coming out because imagine imagine which, which part of you is forming the demands <laughs> and how angry is it or how entitled is it or how needy is it i need this go and get me that you know it's like where where the the, the puppets of you know, there's something inside of us pulling these strings going i want that i need that go and do that dismiss that and reject that and attain more of that you know, oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. so we're, we're sort of slaves unto ourselves until we learn to escape the suits yeah imagine if that was a person sitting there. imagine if i was sitting next to you <laughs> saying that all the time you'd be like Pass, I've fucking had enough of your shit. <laughs> I've got to go. Can you get out of my house? <laughs> mute button. Where's the mute button on the remote? Mute me. Mute me. What would your what would your if you if you went and did all the work around dust did what what would you what name would you want to get? You become a dust. What would you <laughs> what, what do you want to be? I don't know. It just seems so cliche oh, really? to like have that, you know, that person go and have a do ayahuasca, have a spiritual experience and change their uh, name. Come on, come on, put, put, put your suit on for a minute. Do I have to have a DAS? Yeah, it's going to be a DAS. Oh. Uh. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to try and be serious on one hand and silly on the other hand. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to be serious. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Dong Dust. <laughs> oh or Ram Dong. <laughs> For those who don't know me, Nick are going on a Vietnam golf trip in February and Oh, we Nick, haven't done this yet, have we? Yeah, Nick was it was a great moment. I'll never forget 
Nick's face because we were at Flight Center organizing our flights and travel arrangements for the golf trip, having a bit of banter, having a laugh. The lady was probably a little bit, you know, these guys are dickheads. I don't entertained at the same time. And then I turned to Nick. Genu- I, I genuinely had no idea. It was a very genuine moment. I looked at Nick in the eye and said, Nick, what's the currency in Vietnam? And before he said anything, Nick's face just said to me, oh, we're going to have some fun with this. I got this. I've been, <laughs> and he looks I've at been me waiting my whole life for this moment. The biggest smile I've ever seen. And Nick looks at me and goes, the dong. And so the Vietnamese dong. So ever since that happened a couple of months ago, we can't stop making dong jokes. And that's going to continue up until and during a Vietnam golf trip. Because part, oh, of, that, part of our human experience is making funny penis jokes. And we find it really entertaining. <laughs> and you, you can't imagine what it's like for, for the two of us to have the same sense of humour and to be going on this golf trip together and you know, we're gonna be we're gonna be seeing a lot of each other's dong. That's how we used to these people. And if Nick give a little Nick beats me at golf, I may just put slip my dong into his back pocket. All right, that's enough. That's enough dong jokes. Don't start me because I have a Christmas family lunch today and I'm going to be consumed with making dong jokes in my head. Well, we need all dong jokes aside. We do need to go to the currency exchanger and, and ask how much dong can they handle. So we... we... <laughs> how much dong can you comfortably hand over to me right now? Oh, look, it depends how much you pay. <laughs> You're calling me a whore? Yeah, it's all right. Um, oh, so, so we'll leave you with that. We'll leave you with a couple of dong jokes. We hope that's you know, <laughs> lightened up your day a little bit, but also this theme of knowing thyself. You know, If you feel called to, do a bit of introspection, go to the cafe as conscious awareness, try not to have an opinion, then watch the opinions arise and then see if you can not, not get caught up or swept away in them. And um, we hope you've taken value oh, from this show. Oh. Or ob- observe how gleeful you are as you playfully express dong jokes or or silliness. Like I, I while while Hassan and I were the talking, then I was literally the eye behind the eye and seeing how much joy the construct of Nick was having bouncing his dong around. It was just it was so. And that's just a beautiful example of bouncing his dong around. <laughs> I actually don't know why I said that. I've never heard that. I'm glad you did. Because the visual in my head is so interesting. <laughs> that's, 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 I couldn't have imagined putting those words into a, a sentence. <laughs> I did. So you're welcome. Uh, Sorry, listeners. Oh, wow. All right. Let's wrap it up there. I've got to get ready for Christmas lunch. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, It's coming up to Christmas as we record. We might do a little Christmas one next week if if, if you've got the space, Nico. Oh, well, we've also had 10,000 streams and we're we're, at the end of the year just on Spotify. I don't know what's happening on iTunes yet. But thank you, everybody, for for the support throughout this year and last year and I think it was the year before and we're coming up to episode 100 soon so um, we'll probably do that in Vietnam maybe it might be the, um, 
the, the bring up, over bring the, up the ton, bring up the century. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we're, uh, <laughs> stop, Ryan. I can't stop. This is good. This is like when it first happened, the mind just starts flooding dong jokes into my head. Um, and yeah, so, and, and, you know, we really appreciate the feedback as well. We've been getting messages and emails lately, like Nick said at the start. And they say, look, you know, I don't know f- for what it's worth, you know, but it means a lot to me, this show. And it's like, it means fucking heaps to us, to be honest, because, um, yeah, to hear that somebody can start to interact with themselves and the people around them in a different way and be exposed to new ideas and have an open mind. That's the reason why we do the show. And, um, yeah, we, we love that kind of stuff. So thank you for listening and thank you to those who sent us messages uh, about the show. Boom. Boom. See you all later. Thank you for tuning into the Woke Blokes podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, leave us a five-star rating. We thank you so much and we'll see you all next time. Thank you.